All right, what's up, podcast? We're coming at you live from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services in Cherry Hill. My name is Rob Heron. And I'm Rudy Jovalino. And today we're here to talk about partnerships in real estate. So to start, what are partnerships? A partnership is an arrangement where parties, known as partners, agree to cooperate to advance their mutual interests. Uh, the partnerships may be individuals, businesses, interested-based organizations, schools, governments, or combinations of them. In this case, Kenny and Lewis are partners in real estate. Some pros of this are that there's two heads are better than one. That's a common rule and it applies here for partnerships. Your business is also easy to establish and startup costs are low since you're splitting it between the two. Also, you can hire high caliber employees to be made as partners to increase the value to your company. Unfortunately, there's always going to be cons in every situation. First, um, the liability of the partners for the debts of the business is unlimited. Uh, there's going to be a risk of disagreements and friction among partners and management as is with between any two individuals. There's always going to be disagreements and that can lead to problems. Uh, each partner is an agent of the partnership and is liable for actions by other partners. Also, partners can leave or join at any time and say they do leave and you have to buy them out. That can be very costly and detrimental to your partnership or business. Partnerships also last through a few key successful factors. One is common objectives. The two partners have to have a common objective, otherwise they will kind of go on their own path and it really won't be positive for the partnership. And then the next successful factor is communication. They have to be able to communicate effectively and efficiently, otherwise nothing will really get done. So to talk about partnerships in real estate specifically, um, partnerships are not very common in the real estate world due to liabilities and constant occurrences that come up. Um, and overall, it's pretty hard to accomplish and execute. Um, one quote I was reading online through fortunebuilders.com by Than Merrill, he said that real estate partnership structuring isn't a decision to be taken lightly, but rather an integral cog in the wheel that is very successful tandem in a real estate team. At the very least, aligning yourself with the right partner could very easily be the best decision you ever make. However, it's just as likely that poor real estate partnership structuring can cripple growth. With that in mind, it's in your best interest to mine due diligence and to take your time vetting potential candidates. Only then will you realize the true value of a great partnership. Next up, we have Natalie Sutherland, who's a local business owner here in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Has been involved with multiple partnerships and business interactions to talk about her experiences and how partnerships have impacted her business. All right, so we're here with Natalie Sutherland today. Natalie, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. So uh, today we're talking about a lot about partnerships. Before we get into that, we just want to know more about you and the things that you do and your business and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, so I am the owner, along with my husband, of Sutherland Framing and Fine Art here in Voorhees. And um, it's a retail gallery. Uh, we've been here in this location for the past 13 years. Um, prior to that, we were to the trade only uh, with interior designers. And um, we offer a variety of services from custom and specialty framing to um, custom mirrors, photo restoration, and um, art and design consulting. Awesome. How long have you been doing all this? Um, well, we've been married 25 years, and we were in the business before we got married. I was an art consultant and artist, um, and working in an art gallery, helping to get myself through college, um, also studying teaching in art. And my husband um, had 
similar skills. He was really focused more on um, uh, antique prints, antique furniture, uh, Japanese wood blocks. Um, so together we brought our knowledge, you know, in marriage and in our business. <laughs> and we've been at it for, let's, over 25 years. Wow. That's awesome. And just going further in depth about the partnership, so there's you and your husband, and you're also involved with the art gallery. Could you expand more on those? Sure. So, yeah, my husband and I um, are the ones that are the only you know, partners with our business. Um, and it's, you know, like a, a, I guess you would call like a mom-pa type gallery, mm -hmm. um, but we've really earned a, a great reputation with our, our customers and with the community. community. Um, and I think that has always been um, present in everything that I do um, as far as outreach and our advocacy. Um, I'm also very interested in environmental advocacy and sustainability. Uh, so you go my, along with Lewis, that's, he went to college for environmental science. That's right, he did mention that, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> So um, when I started helping with our community garden two years ago in my town, Gibbsboro, because I'm a Voorhees business member here, but I'm also a Gibbsboro resident, um, I became very interested in the sustainability and just explored it more and more as I was writing a grant, which was the first time as a volunteer I've ever written a grant. Um, and I uh, found out, you know, all the type of things that you can offer, like butterfly gardens and um, rain gardens and water conservation and um, that really just prompted me to look more into sustainability um, and fortunately we received a $10,000 grant because of it um, I was very excited and from there I went on to the Environmental Commission which I'm still on um, and I started promoting sustainability for my town in Gibbsboro and kind of tried to give us an identity with sustainability and that also led to being on the green team with Voorhees um, where I met um, some people that were interested in an arts council there. I was already developing an art committee in my town um, and um, I just kind of expanded uh, in sustainability and art. Uh, you're definitely really involved. <laughs> <laughs> and then, let's see. So I know you talked about it a little bit earlier, but just to get more in depth, what kind of art do you create and what is your process for doing so? Um, I really like so many different types of arts. Right now, I'm currently focusing on photography. Um, it's sort of a passion I've always had, and um, I was teaching at one time uh, intermediate and uh, advanced photography with Cherry Hill High School East when they had um, a full dark room. It was really like a college-level dark room, um, and I was starting to get into uh, digital. Um, design as well with photography but I do have a background in drawing and painting mm -hmm. and art education and I was a teacher at Cherry Hill East for um, a few years prior to um, leaving and, and then starting my art gallery business with my husband because uh, I had two young children and they had some um, special health needs that required me to be there for them a little bit more. Thanks. Gave me that flexibility. Mm -hmm. And when exactly did you get into art, and how long was it until you realized that you could actually turn your passion into a business and a career? So I was always that kid that was, um, you know, just naturally good at art, and I wasn't really um, interested in being the art star. 
I was more interested about like what art does for me and how does that make me happy and how can I express myself through art. Um, and so I, when I ended up reaching college, I decided, okay, I'm going to get an art education certification, but I'm probably never going to use it. I'm going to use it as my background. And from there, um, being involved in helping with student teaching and seeing how some of these teachers really were able to connect with their students and bring out the best in them through the art, um, it really just excited me. And I knew that I wanted to go into art education and, and just continue to be an art advocate. And that's really how I feel about what I do now is art advocacy. It's awesome that I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they separate their passions and like their ambitions for their career and it should be the opposite. You should be going all in on that. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. I am. I feel fortunate that some things fell into place, um, but I did really work towards certain goals mm -hmm. that helped me to, you know, reach that that place. But it, it, it took a long time, and I have a lot of experience um, and in the background, you know, to get me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said earlier, we're discussing partnerships, and I know you mentioned. Um, the partnerships you're involved in earlier, but exactly how many people are you partnered with and how did this come to be? Uh, so I mentioned with my husband, I'm, I'm only partnered with him here mm -hmm. and it's worked well. Um, and then when it comes to other partnerships um, with the community garden, I was um, partnered with a committee there and on the green team and I did outreach with the school. Um, I did outreach with local businesses, corporations, for instance, Target, um, they were able right. to help give us some uh, sponsorship gift certificates. When I had my an art show recently for us at our library, the Vogels and Voorhees Library. Um, and I'm currently co-chair with Marianne Leone, who is the co-chair and executive director for the Voorhees Arts Council. And um, we're bringing a lot of great things to the town of Voorhees when it comes to um, art classes for adults and tweens and um, uh, just various activities for the community. So I'm really looking forward to what we can do. We're, we're really growing quickly. <laughs> you had questions for it, Tiff? Yeah. Um, in your experience, do you, what do you find are the advantages and the disadvantages of partnerships in business? So um, partnerships, I think, can be a very difficult thing. And I think that when you enter into partnerships that you um, really need to take your time and be cautious about it. And what I've learned is that when you're communicating with the other person, you're kind of feeling out each other, you know, and what you can bring to the table with your partnership is to really be a good listener. And not only listen for what you want to hear from them right. that they can do as a partner, but also what they really want and what their motivations are. Mm -hmm. And um, also in turn, really be a good communicator and let them know how do you feel about this partnership and what is it that you want out of it. Um, and just have as much clarity about it as possible before you enter into something like that. Right, well you're on the same page. Yeah. Communication's good. So the advantage is you're supporting each other, mm -hmm. right? You're able to support each other, you're able to have mutual goals, um, and uh, there can be, a, you can generate a lot of energy if you, you know, can align yourself with the goals. The disadvantage is that you don't have the autonomy to just say, okay, I'm going to do A, B, and C, and I don't have to check it out with anybody else. I can just move forward. So um, that's where, you know, you, there's like a check and balance. But that can be a good thing as well. Mm -hmm. So we're speaking with Candy and Lewis about partnerships as well. And from researching it, 
it seems like finding a partner is a really important and impactful decision like you just touched on. Did you have a hard time finding a partner initially? Because I know you partnered with your husband, but was it something that you were kind of hesitant to get into or you were kind of just like, this seems right, this is the right decision? You just jumped into it. Um, well, it, it evolved. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't say we jumped into it, but it things did fall into place. And um, I feel really fortunate that I found uh, a husband who's you know great as uh, a marriage partner and a business partner and yeah. I just that's very unique yeah, yeah I think it is very unique yeah and we found that Candy and Lewis complement each other in their partnerships um, and they had value to each other from the effective partnerships such as communication styles um, certain risks that they take and leadership strengths do you find that this is the case for your partnership as well that you guys complement each other really we do. Mm -hmm. um, we both have our own skills that we bring to the table. Um, you know, one person may have more organizational skills, the other person may have better um, design skills. Um, one person might be better working with certain types of clients, the other person might be better with outreach and um, social media, and that's really what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and we've sort of, you know, worked on our strengths and, and helped to support each other's uh, strengths in the process. and. Um, yeah, I think that we do complement each other. Right. So overall, partnering has led you to be very involved in the community in many different ways. What ways to you have been the most impactful? Uh, I would say that um, through outreach and helping through art uh, with various communities, which I've, I've helped with Gibbsboro, Cherry Hill, Voorhees, um, Marlton, uh, and having a lot of experience working with children and adults, um, I hope that I have brought um, not only sustainability when it comes to the environment, but also understanding that sustainability is about community, community arts, and also inclusion and making sure that everyone um, uh, feels like they are, they are welcome uh, to be part of, of these types of activities. Um, and bringing out the best in people and really understanding that we all have differences um, and that you know we, we want to focus on the strength and support one another and that's really for me the most important part of sustainability. Alright and just one last question for you. Mm -hmm. um, through your partnering experiences what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who either just started their partnership or is looking to start one? I would say that if you are hesitant um, about partnerships or if it's something that you're just starting with um, and when it comes to the community is to uh, take that risk and to go out, meet people um, and, and just communicate with um, other people that have similar passions um, and have fun with it because um, I think that you're going to be pleasantly surprised if you just you know, make the effort and take the risk to, to share information and to hear other people. So just jump on in and start getting to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then real quick, is there any kind of um, social media or business you'd like to tell the audience about? Yes, we are on, as a business, I'll start there, SutherlandFraming.com is our website. We also have um, Facebook, um, Sutherland Framing. We have Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, Instagram um, and I can share those with you um, sure yeah now with the community um, I also in bringing an identity to our sustainable actions for Gibbsboro I proposed and created 
a website and did all of their branding and marketing um, and designed their logo and also developed their Facebook page for Sustainable Gibbsboro as well as their Facebook page for Arts and Culture of Sustainable Gibbsboro. Um, so that's also available. Awesome. So that's all we had today. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right, and as you guys know, at the end of every episode, we like to end it off with our top listings of the week. So our first listing, we have 99 Crescent, Gibbsboro Road, Voorhees, New Jersey. Um, this house has a four bedroom, uh, two generous walk-in closets. It has three and a half baths, a very custom home all around. It has tiger wood flooring on the first floor. It's got a custom kitchen, which includes cherry cabinets, granite counters, ceramic top flooring, a large morning room or breakfast nook, if you'd rather call it that. Uh, the backyard's giant. It's got pools. It's got an outdoor shower, barbecue, and a fire pit area. Uh, really, you just gotta see it. It's got a lot of stuff back there. It has a three-car garage, full basement, all new appliances. Um, it's a two-story family room. It's got a first-floor study, um, an entertainment-sized dining room, perfect for guests. And if you have kids, it is really close to Eastern High and two different elementary schools, all less than a mile and a half away. Our next listing is 29 Lexington Court in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. It's six bedroom, three baths. It's about 2,204 square feet, built in 97. And it's a single family home, and it's around, around a mile from Hartford School, which is part of the Mount Laurel Township School District. And all these listings can be found in their websites as well. So really, these are just short descriptions we're giving, but if you'd like to hear more, find out more info, make sure you go um, either contact Candy or Lewis. Candy's info, her cell is 609-206-4517 if you'd like to call or text her. Also, make sure to check out her website, which is Candy Nadoba, which is C-A-N-D-Y-N-I-E-D-O-B-A dot foxroach.com. And also make sure to check out her other info there, her Facebook email and this other business numbers are listed on there. And lastly, check out Lewis's website as well. It's Lewis, L-U-I-S-O-R-T-I-Z dot foxroach.com as well as his cell phone number to get in touch with him. You can contact 856-357-0073. All right, that's gonna do it for today, guys. Thanks as always for tuning in to this week's podcast on partnerships. Join us July 26th on a Thursday for our next episode. See you guys then.